Hello, welcome to the show. I am Jason. And I'm Gina. And this week we are reviewing um, a film called Happy End, directed by Michael Haneke. Happy End is ultimately a family drama, as said before. It's directed by Michael Haneke, who you, you might know from such films as Funny Games, uh, The Piano Teacher, and Cachet. And this film came out this week in Germany, but will be released in the U.S. in December later this year, one of the rare occasions that we get to see a film before it comes out in the U.S. And the film centers uh, around the Laurent family, who are a wealthy family consisting of an elderly father whose leadership over a construction company has provided much of the family's fortune, and his two children and their families. Uh, as an aside, this film um, is set in Calais, the city at the northern tip of France, which became a sort of center of the refugee crisis as migrants congregated there in a pretty uh, dreadful makeshift and dreadful and dangerous makeshift camps before attempting to make the journey into the UK. Um, so there's, uh, some speculation, I guess, uh, in the film, given Haneke's age, um, and that the film is called Happy End, that this is, uh, sort of him signaling that this is perhaps his final film. Um, uh, how do you think that, uh, plays into the, the film? Does it, does it feel like that to you? Um, a little, and I do. I do have to say that compared to um, his other films, this is quite a happy film, really. Um, <laughs> getting soft in his old age. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I, I think it's it's quite nice. It kind of draws together a lot of the sort of interests and the themes that he's explored in his other films. Um, you know, family dynamics, um, issues of uh, the gaze and observation, and and how sort of cameras and surveillance have. Uh, change society um it sort of deals with euthanasia and old age it deals with suicide and sort of the intrusion i guess of of maybe tragedy into everyday life um and the characters as well sort of i mean obviously like he's kind of using the same actors from from a lot of his films uh you know isabella pears in it who's sort of like a, a staple of haneke's french films um uh so and and he kind of seems to be in a way maybe creating similar characters to ones he's had before. So it does seem like an interesting kind of tapestry that weaves together a lot of um, previous material. And it does also like kind of um, because because one of the sort of main storylines in it is um, you know the the life of this kind of old family patriarch who. Um, you know, without giving too much away, maybe feels that like his own time has has passed, uh, mm. and kind of exploring that, uh, it does definitely feel a little like a, a meditation on, um, yeah, like when when do you when do you bow stop? out? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was interesting too. It is you did um, because a lot of the film centers on like it. it there are many characters in the film, but ultimately the story feels like it's told from the perspectives of um, 
both this person on like one end of the uh, the spectrum and another. So we have this old patriarchal figure um, who is, you know, quite elderly and has seen a lot and is kind of, you know, on the way out. And then there's a quite a young... His granddaughter. His granddaughter. And you sort of end up seeing most of the film, it seems like through their perspectives, because they both are somewhat detached, I would say, from... Um, uh, I guess like the normal comings and goings of of life. <laughs> they, they seem to basically look at their the rest of the family with such kind of as if they're scorn, just like a know, bunch just... of like organisms, like animals, <laughs> and just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice, and that um, I think the the granddaughter character she's she's a really interesting character in this actually because she's kind of. Um, she really surprises you by turns in terms mm-hmm. of you you kind of you assume that she's going to do one thing and she just just kind of basically does a does a 180 um yeah i think i i would say as well it's kind of interesting though that um while this is sort of dealing with a similar kind of society that that Haneke's portrayed before it's really not as horrific as uh, a lot of his other films and it doesn't seem to be as critical of the bourgeois family unit, perhaps as a film like Funny Games. Um, and I did, I did find it interesting that that yeah, he's spent a lot of his career. It seems kind of trying to scratch the surface of you know sort of the yeah this this social veneer that everything's great here and we're doing well and you know trying to get under the surface of that and and to maybe show how sort of unprepared. Um, people who have had a good and comfortable life are to deal with any kind of serious issues. Um, and But this film really seems to take a kind of a different stance. It seems to be much more subtle and much less critical, I would say, of its characters and kind of, you know, in a way, um, viewing even the sort of perhaps less sympathetic ones quite... Um, a little more warmly. Yeah, really warmly and, and just sort of maybe not being a, a critique of a group of like the bourgeoisie as a group, but more sort of looking at individual people and, and how they act. And Yeah, it, it was interesting to see a film centered around a, um, you know, a bourgeois subject that really didn't deal a whole lot with um, the normal trappings of that type of a film where they're basically portrayed as a you know, just being very amoral and just very completely narcissistic. And the, the fact that the family was so wealthy in this film kind of was more of a plot point almost um, because most of the, I think the issues that were examined were, I guess, yeah, maybe some of them could have could be bourgeois issues, but ultimately it feels like it was just looking at the human experience through, um, and possibly just through a lifestyle that Haneke is most familiar with, honestly. Um it really did seem like it was kind of just a a meditation on just the general human experience and he kind of had dispensed with all pretense of trying to sort of have a moralistic take or have some sort of um yeah well-defined message and it was more that's guess I guess that's why it kind of feels like it's a film made by perhaps an older person because um I don't know I feel like that that perspective where you sort of see everybody as kind of this uh, stew of the same problems and everything is the same as it always has been and it's this like cycle mm. um it's a young person's game yeah. um yeah it's true but I, I also i think there were ways in which it wasn't successful and this is something that um i often 
that really bothers me, um, especially when kind of middle-aged or older directors make films, is that, that they get like so enthralled to, um, to new technologies, for example. Uh, and I just, you know, every time I see a film where they spend five minutes, you know, with the typing camera yeah, on a computer screen while someone's typing an email or, um, you know, looking over someone's shoulder while they're watching YouTube. And it kind of like I can see that they're, they're trying to sort of maybe come to grips with the fact that, yeah, this is like a part of a huge part of people's life. But I just I find it so dull. I find like it, it doesn't say anything new. And I think, you know, as like someone who's probably part of the Facebook generation, I mean, using Facebook is like the least interesting thing I can imagine doing. Um <laughs> You know, it's not like like young people are just like, "Hey, see you on the Facebook." You know, it's but I think like they're, they're see really you at the Shake Shack. <laughs> I I do think like when I when I watch films like this, sometimes you know, in part, it it seems like the the director is kind of interested, but also just like really to- baffled. Has totally no idea. I think that yeah, also yeah. <laughs> another way that kind of comes out is it seems like whenever they use. They, they showcase these new technologies that people are using, like social media and, uh, you know, having a phone with video. It's like all the characters do with it is, you know, basically send like dirty messages to each other or take dick pics and just, they just <laughs> use it to like satisfy some like, base sexual urges. Um, you never see anybody just like doing what everybody else does on Facebook, which is just scrolling listlessly through page <laughs> after page of like you know, just bullshit news stories. Yeah, um, sending messages like, did you get the milk? Yeah. <laughs> did you remember to take the cat to the vet? Yeah, but um, yeah, in all these films, it's like they're sending like incredibly like risque messages or... Yeah, um, that someone that they always inevitably like leave open for someone else to read. Yeah, um, Yeah, that was, that kind of annoyed me. The other thing I, I did think was um, sort of an issue was that in a way this film dealt with too many problems and some of them like kind of quite superficially and so um, you know there was like that there was the the refugee issue then there was this kind of workers rights issue um, yeah because the, the film sort of starts with lots of uh, I mean quite kind of interesting scenes really that that another character is watching on television of workers striking and then um you know the boss kind of coming on and giving the usual spiel about how well you know we need to lose jobs to create jobs and that that's very fishing i think and very true but then it is you do have to kind of think about like mm, how does that actually fit into the rest of the mm. film uh, and that's just you know that's just the kind of a few of the the social issues that come up um yeah it was kind of a a bit yeah, a bit all over the place. And I couldn't tell if it was um, sort of intended to be more of signaling the setting and kind of like setting the scene of like, this is, you know, this this is where we are in this sort of post like neoliberalism era, mm. like in the thick of it, I guess. Uh, or if it was it actually trying to comment it. on it. Yeah. yeah. What um, I mean, people got very excited when it was announced that this film was going to be set in Calais. Um, and, you know, basically the first thing you'll read about this film is that it's set against the backdrop of the refugee crisis. Which totally is. Yeah, but it was that was really not not a huge part of it, was it? No, not at all. I mean, there were I think that there were maybe three scenes that even remotely dealt with it and they didn't really deal with it in um, a very upfront way. I mean, this is not a film about about that. I think, again, it's it's backdrop. Yeah, but it's also, you know, I, I was kind of thinking watching it that I, a lot of people probably will pick up on that and, and make a lot, of out of, a lot out of it and say um, that, you know, maybe one of the messages of this film is 
how oblivious the rich are in the face of injustice um, or in the face of real problems, death, etc., uh, etc. Et but it seemed to, you know, it does kind of go in that direction a little bit, but then it has a much more subtle message, doesn't it? Because it seems like the the only character who is uh, the, the son of, of Isabel Lupin's character, um, her grown-up son, he's the only one who sort of seems to be very interested in this this issue. And about... this, like, hypocrisy, supposedly, of, like, yeah, the, the rich yeah. people caring about people, but then sort of, like, you mm-hmm. know, not doing things for um, those less fortunate. Yeah, but then you, you get the sense that he's quite hypocritical himself and that he's kind of, um, you know, it's this virtue signaling for him. Um, he sort of conspicuously um, and very superficially sort of promotes these these kind of moral values, but more as a kind of a weapon against his family or to sort of yeah. to, to show up how, how selfish and, you know, whatever greedy his family is. But this film really seems to be saying like, well, you know, you need to beware of people like this because they're not actually... They're not. Uh, they're not as sincere as they may seem. Yeah, this is not like they a sincere. Other effort. motives. Yeah, but that's yeah. That was. I thought that was a really um, a kind of a different message to what you you normally get. And I thought it was really interesting. And I thought it was really really well done. It was really kind of subtle. And you know, I think you could definitely debate about how yeah, how like, he used it. Yeah. What is the message? What is the portrayal? And what is the intent? Yeah. Yeah, but then maybe you know, it's like like a great pigeon quote from Haneke. Yeah. <laughs> when someone asks him, like, what do the pigeons in your film mean? And he's like, they're just pigeons. There are a lot of pigeons in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there is no message. Maybe it's just, um, you know, this is kind of a slice of life of a particular society in a particular place. And, you know, the people in it don't represent anything. They're just characters. They're individuals. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I think I did enjoy this film. I felt that it. I'm, it's probably going to be, you know, not like a, a major one in his catalog. Um, I enjoyed all of the performances. It seems like Isabelle Huppert really has like settled on this role of this uh, sort of... Um, Tough talking matriarch. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, and but she does it so well. I mean, nobody does it better. Yeah, exactly. You know, more power to her. And yeah, I think uh, actually there's the film has a lot of sort of light, pretty... I would say pretty funny moments in it. And I think it's kind of worth seeing just for the, the last five minutes alone. Um, but yeah, so yeah, brilliant. I mean, if, if that scene doesn't just become iconic, I, yeah. you know, may, <laughs> maybe then we're living in an age where nothing can become iconic. for Cause It really, <laughs> it really was brilliant. Completely brilliant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, happy end comes out, I believe December 22nd in the United States. Um, I think a few weeks before that in the UK, if you are listening from there and it's out now in Germany. So there it is. And that was our show. Thanks. Thanks for listening.